everyone, and welcome along to the VCO Esports Studio with myself, Ben Colson Juris. Wonderful to have you along, and I hope you were watching the first round of the Pro Sim that happened last week on Tuesday evening. It was an absolutely spellbinding uh, three triple amount of races, all won by Team Redline. And so therefore tonight we thought we'd celebrate that, even though we're nearly into the second round, which is happening uh, tomorrow. Uh, and one of the winners was, uh, alongside Maximilian Beniquet, this man, Chris Lullum. So let's find out a little bit more about Chris and Team Redline and all the rest of it. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Chris. Yeah, no worries. This is a good race, good fun, and looking forward to the rest of the season. Yeah, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about you, your career, how you got involved with Team Redline, because ultimately Team Redline for me, in my head, is all about those absolutely pinnacle sim races and some incredible names from the world of real racing. Now, you cross borders because you are both, right? You've done, well, you're a vice champion in karting uh, two or three times over, or European champion as well. Uh, so you really have a, a pure real racing background. Yeah, no, um, I karted since I was like seven, seven years old, uh, all the way through European ranking vice vice world champion in 2017. But uh, yeah, how I sort of came to be in this team was mainly through Daniel Kadea. Um and he sort of got me in contact, got me involved, and yeah, it's it's worked really well this year. A bunch of events, a few a few wins, and side podiums with their teammates winning and everything. A nice dropped name in there. Uh, Danny Yukadea, bigger man we spoke to a couple of weeks back. Uh, how did that relationship come about? Um, that initially came from an old team, AAA, which I, I don't, it's not really a thing anymore. But uh, yeah, we sort of came in contact with, race, with racing together there and uh, he made the switch over to Redline last, last year. And uh, he, he was the one that mainly got me in contact, yeah. And now I now now I have uh, so many more names I race with, race alongside with, and uh, I get to work with, which is which is really cool. Must be incredible, especially for a guy of your age, quite young, and seeing all of these races in their thirties. All right, Max Verstappen isn't necessarily, but it feels like he's been around for so long. Uh, you partnering all of these legendary. Uh, drivers, um, what does it feel like jumping into the Discord server every day and seeing those names? Oh yeah, I mean, firstly we get along, we all get along really well. Like we're we're also friends, not just teammates. I think that's also quite important. But uh, yeah, no, initially initially it was really daunting. I think one of my one of my first events was uh, the Norch Life Twenty Four Hour. I I didn't really know the track. I'd never really raced there before. And then I was thrown straight into a car with Bineke, Verstappen, and the Norwich Life 24-hour, which, which we did eventually win, but nice. that was extremely daunting at the beginning. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But you still had a, a little bit of real-world background. What came first for you? The, the karting, you said you started when you were seven. So why uh, sim racing when, in theory, you must have been karting most weekends and, and testing most weeks? Um, yeah, I mean... I was I was karting until 2018, and then initially I sort of had a break because of exams coming up, like A levels, GCSEs, um, and then after that it was sort of like part of it was budget, part of it was exams, and then I mean the cost of racing Formula Four, continuing to go through that single seater ladder is just completely non-comparable. And uh, at the time I was I was really enjoying the sim racing, sim racing stuff. 
which I eventually put more and more time into as I as I sort of let off racing uh, in real life so much. And eventually I sort of, I don't know, I guess I was better than I was just thought I was going to be. And uh, which sort of led me to where I am now. Do you get the same sensations and same feelings as you did back in those karting days, that first season of Formula 4, the kind of team camaraderie, the, the build-up to the races, the setup, and and then ultimately the pleasure of, of winning? Um, I would say from a from a competition point of view, I, I would say I actually prefer sim racing. Like the ra- I, w- I would say the racing is better. Uh, you, d- you don't have the fear of what, injury or, you know, the, you don't get the sensations of racing in, in real life that you do in sim, the G-forces, whatever, the strain on your arms, neck. But um, no, I, I, I do I do really enjoy this. And I, would, I wouldn't say I prefer racing in real life. I, I really enjoy what I do now as well. So has it replaced it then? I mean, you do you have any plans to get back into a single seater or into GT racing, perhaps after university? Or, or is this now it? Are you now uh, as much of a pro sim racer as you could possibly be? Um, I, yeah, I would say it replaced it because I, I sort of, when I realized, when we sort of knew that I wasn't going to do another full season or go at it properly, I would have rather gone properly into sim racing. So I, I bought all the gear I needed straight away, right from the beginning. I had a, a full proper rig and everything. And yeah, for, for now it's fully replaced it. But, uh, in the future I would, I would like to get back into it, but right now I don't, I don't really see that avenue as, as I am at you but- now. Yeah, I was about to say you're at university studying engineering or yes, motorsport yeah. stuff. Yeah, next year I'll be studying uh, motorsports uh, engineering. And you're at the best university there is in, in the UK, Oxford Brooks. Uh, I say that <laughs> completely biased. Um, it also has a fantastic uh, society for motorsport as well. Um, and uh, we had uh, multiple championships in the karting days. Uh, but anyway, yeah. back to sim racing. Uh, how do you fit them both in? Because I know from experience, I did one year of motorsport engineering and bailed out of it because I wanted to have more time to myself. Uh, how can you do that and sim racing to the level that you need to do with all the practice and, and setup work? Mm, well, since since I'm living alone, it's it's much much easier, I would say. But uh, I would say I have more free time now than I did in uh, in school last year, to be honest. Sure. But uh, obviously, I think later years, that's going to change. But right now, I definitely have all the time I need to invest into it, probably more than I had before. And it's obviously doing sensationally well, because it seems as though every time you jump into a partnership uh, with Redline, you're at the very, very pinnacle of every race you're doing. Yeah, no, I, I mean, this year has gone really well. To be fair, I, I wasn't expecting it coming in the, into this year, but the the team and everything we've worked, everyone we've worked with, has just done exceptionally well. So, yeah, I can't really complain about anything. Uh, and what is the ambitions? Uh, um, certainly for this year, you've had so many successes. Obviously, the VCO Pro Sim uh, only just kicked off, but you're leading the championship. So, in theory, that's got to be a target. Have you got things that you want to re- to win in um, over this year, two years? Um, next year, I'm pretty sure I, I will just compete in anything that pops up iRacing-wise and the protein there. But uh, obviously right now, the focus is this VCO Pro Sim series with me and Max. And um, 
also BMW Sim Live at the end, at next weekend will be is our sort of main focus aside of this series. And uh, do you, is that on site or you're at home for that one? Um, I think it was it was supposed to be on site, but it was cancelled yeah. for, I guess, COVID reasons. But uh, no, that this this year it will be an online event, unfortunately. Have you done many arena on site things? Because presumably you've come into this, you're relatively new to the world of sim racing, so you've come in during COVID and and have missed out on those big arena events. Yeah, no, I, I've I've never competed on any other rig before. I've never I've never been in any LAN event for sim racing or anything like this because well yeah I, I sort of started investing more time into it middle of 2019 end of 2019 i would say so yeah that was i sort of decided to get to a high level around 2020 which is obviously when uh everything sort of stopped happening so no i yeah i would like to do something like that but i, I haven't had the chance to yet next year it's gonna happen we're yeah. gonna bring it all back that's for sure yeah um, hopefully it's sim yeah, exactly. Isn't there one already coming in December? I think. Um, what uh, What I want to ask you is, is uh, being relatively new into the game, with all these different platforms available to you, why did you end up and find yourself in iRacing? Um, initially, it was because of my friends and teammates at the time in karting. It was your names you probably know, Johnny Edgar and Elias Seppinen. They, they were the two, the two names that got me got me into iRacing. They got me hooked on it. And uh, obviously, I, I was the one that ended up putting a lot more time into it than, well, Elias is still still doing it a lot now as well, yeah. But th- those were the two guys that got yeah, me we, into it. We saw um, we saw Johnny, I think, in the first VCO Pro Sim for one round, uh, representing Red Bull, I think. So that was um, it was cool to see, but I'm not sure he was at the sharp end of the field. Um, so have you tried any other platforms then? If, if this was kind of a just thrown into the deep end have you had the chance to to turn some laps on r factor and an acc uh no no not really I, I tried a little bit of a sort of course just when i started sim racing but no right right from when i started in sort of 2019 i went straight into i racing and it's the only thing I've, I've done really it's for me it's always been the top of the top of sim racing so no curiosity to to, to try something new and uh and see how it feels I mean, I've tried a couple hours on other sims, but I never got the same feeling. I always quit because I'm slow or I don't like the feeling or I can't get it set up properly. So no, uh, I, I haven't really tried any other competitions on other on other simulators. So for you, it's all about being the best at iRacing because we know, I know that more and more you now look at the likes of Josh Rogers and uh, David Tanitza, those guys that have crossed over from let's say, real sims into F1 esports. There seems to be a growing feeling that being across multiple platforms is, is the right way to go. Have you got, for instance, any desires to, to be part of F1 esports in the future? Um, well, no, I, I don't really like the idea of F1 esports specifically just because of the way the, the games are developed, okay, the way the games are run. It, it's nothing really like a simulator. It's its own... It's its own way of racing it's its own platform it's it's not really meant to recreate anything in my in my opinion so you are about realism and about chasing the chasing the pleasure of winning rather than perhaps the 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 paycheck at the end of it yeah yeah i would say that yeah (laughs) 
Well, it's uh, it's awesome to to chat with you. Um, really cool to to see. Well, basically, where I used to spend a few years of my life uh, at Oxford Brooks University. Uh, I can't believe that you've managed to get a rig into that space. Is your camera is your camera movable? Can you show us the rig and the, how you've crammed it into your room? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say my room is in a presentable way, but I can <laughs> kind of. Uh... Hang on. Oh, you're in it already. My, oh, yep. my bed here. I have my monitors yep. overhanging my bed here. And uh, I mean, I'm, hang on. I have to walk and past here to get through. And that that's the corridor into my kitchen there. I don't think the camera's focusing very well like this, but no. So basically you are, you're effectively sleeping with your, with your sim. Yeah, my camera's not focused. No, yeah, I, I've I need my screens, my keyboard tray, and my sleep before. It's not, it's not ideal, but uh, I, you got to do what you got to do. At least on a twenty-four hour race, you can just roll straight into bed. Yeah, no, I, I I've left my sim running while I've been sleeping here, and I've had nightmares. I, I've literally had nightmares of of watching my car crash from my bed. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, it's it's good. It's it's I'm always in it basically. Wow! Any time to go out and and have a beer in in town? Is it still uh, called Fuzzy Ducks? No, I don't know what that is. No, no, no I have no uh, idea. That was a club where I, when I was a old, very long time ago. I wouldn't know. I've only, I've only been here a few <laughs> weeks now. Ah, okay. Hunt out what used to be called Fuzzy Ducks. It's a very good place to have a, have a few drinks and, and enjoy Oxford Brooks. I'll keep an eye out, yeah. <laughs> cool. Chris, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, congratulations again on, on the P VCO Pro Sim win for round one. But we go straight into round two, um, effectively tomorrow. Uh, and that brings us to the halfway point of the season because it's just a four-round championship. Uh, and therefore, every point really counts. And Chris partnering with the legend that is Maximilian Benneke. I'm not sure if he's still got the most best eye rating uh, on eye racing, but uh, for many a lo long time he did. Uh, it's great to see uh, Team Redline right at the sharp end. So uh, Chris will be with us uh, on 8 o'clock on Tuesday evening. And of course, uh, you can join us every Monday evening whilst we've got the Pro Sim on um, at 8 o'clock to here from another of our guests in the studio uh, thank you again for joining us and until next time enjoy your sim racing bye-bye <laughs>